Welcome to this episode of the National Police Association podcast number 19. Drug traffickers connected with a Mexican cartel busted, canine officers make dramatic rescues, officers awarded for bravery. From Waycross, Georgia, the Department of Justice reports two drug traffickers connected with a Mexican cartel that supplied a South Georgia methamphetamine conspiracy have been sentenced to federal prison, in Yocamacho Pineda, 31 of Atlanta, was sentenced to 268 months in prison, and Donna Baysmore, of McRae, Georgia, was sentenced to 216 months in prison by U.S. District Court Judge Lisa Godby Wood, said Bobby L. Christine, U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Georgia, Camacho Pineda and Baysmore had each pled guilty to conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute and to distribute methamphetamine, each must serve a period of supervised release after their prison term, there is no parole in the federal system, these traffickers built a virtual pipeline for poison from illegal Mexican meth labs to drug users in Georgia but good police work from the Telfair County Sheriff's Office and many other agencies shut it down, said U.S. Attorney Christine, our office is committed to taking the ball from our law enforcement partners and carrying it across the goal line, and in this case that effort secured guilty pleas from every one of these meth merchants, Camacho Pineda and Baysmore were the final two defendants of 11 sentenced from an October 2018 indictment alleging they were involved in a drug trafficking organization that smuggled in kilograms of methamphetamine from the La Familia cartel in Mexico and delivered it by courier to South Georgia for distribution in Telfair County and beyond, according to testimony in court, Camacho Pineda was a member of the cartel, while Baysmore admitted trafficking meth on behalf of the organization. All 11 defendants in the operation have now pled guilty and been sentenced, Robert J. Murphy, the special agent in charge of the DA Atlanta Field Division said of the sentencings, Mexican drug cartels are the source of so many dangerous drugs destined for the U.S., and are responsible for much of the violence in Mexico today, these sentencings illustrates how DA, its law enforcement counterparts and the U.S., Attorney's office will not allow Mexico-based drug traffickers to wreak havoc on our society. This case is the product of a concerted collaborative effort on the part of ATF and its law enforcement partners to target, investigate, and eliminate violent drug trafficking organizations, said Bo Kalatka, special agent in charge of the Atlanta Field Division of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. These sentences will ensure the incarceration of dangerous criminals and contribute to the restoration of order and peace. The case was investigated under the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Forces, the premier U.S. Department of Justice program to dismantle multi-jurisdictional drug trafficking organizations, and was conducted by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, the Drug Enforcement Administration, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the U.S. Marshal Service, Telfair County Sheriff's Office, Jeff Davis County Sheriff's Office, the Douglas Coffee Drug Unit, and other local law enforcement agencies. The case also falls under the umbrella of the U.S. Department of Justice's Project Safe Neighborhoods, a program that has been successful in bringing together all levels of law enforcement to reduce violent crime and make our neighborhoods safer. The case is being prosecuted by Assistant U.S. Attorneys John Harper and E. Greg Galuli Jr. From Southern California, 
Channel 7 reports the value of having highly trained canine officers on a police force was dramatically illustrated in two separate SoCal incidents. In one incident, a Corona canine made like a superhero and leapt through a shattered truck window to subdue a stalking suspect after a lengthy police chase, and in another, a canine took down a pursuit suspect in Rancho Cucamonga quickly as he was trying to enter a medical building. When a pursuit comes to an end, but the suspect won't get out of his vehicle, it can often be too dangerous for law enforcement to approach. In Fontana, the Corona Police Department's Duke was unleashed on a stalking suspect and the dog literally flew to the rescue. His handler says Duke is well-trained and enthusiastic about his work. He knows, okay, there's a car, there's police lights, there's officers yelling commands, he knows what's up, said handler Michael Neff with the Corona PD. He knew what was going on, he wanted me to let go sooner than I did. He's barking, showing me he has target ID and he wants to do his job. The suspect, 31-year-old Julio Vasquez, led police on nearly an hour chase that ended with the use of a spike strip and pig maneuver. Duke was able to disable Vasquez immediately so officers could take him into custody. The training that we always do every week is almost the same scenario we do every week minus the glass. I knew before letting go of the leash Duke would perform, Neff said. I just didn't know he was going to come in that car so hot. Duke was not hurt and is back to work. Also on Friday, a canine took down a pursuit suspect in Rancho Cucamonga before he could enter a medical office. That was after a lengthy chase through Los Angeles and San Bernardino counties. During the chase, officers ran the plate and learned the vehicle had been reported stolen. After about an hour the suspect exited the freeway and drove into a rancho cook among the medical complex, where police took him into custody with help from the canine officer. Earlier this year, a canine was used by the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department after a high-speed pursuit of a murder suspect ended in a shootout in Vernon. Former Los Angeles County Sheriff Jim McDonald says a well-trained dog can save the life of an officer, that canine works under the most dangerous of circumstances and that dog is put in a position to do what they do to help make the arrest so that we don't have police officers crawling under houses or entering areas where the risk is inordinately high, McDonald said. From Teaneck, New Jersey the Patch Network reports more than 40 residents from around northern New Jersey were recognized for their contributions to the community. During the 5th Annual Hometown Hero Awards, which were held at Holy Name Medical Center, U.S. Congressman Josh Gottheimer honored a group that included first responders, business owners, students, seniors, community leaders and veterans for their dedication to others. Today's hometown heroes are what make North Jersey so special. I'm so proud to highlight the contributions made by those joining us today, from volunteering, to mentoring children, to protecting our communities and families, to helping the less fortunate and being exemplary citizens. These individuals come from all walks of life but embody an idea that is particularly special. He said, we should focus more on what unites us as opposed to what divides us. More time focusing on service to our country, whether it's mentoring children at a local nonprofit, getting our backs as a first responder, helping to lead your church, synagogue, or mosque. We are always strongest and united when we celebrate all of our differences, Gottheimer said. These hometown heroes are nominated by leaders throughout our community, including our mayors and faith leaders, as well as by friends, family members, and loved ones who believe that they truly deserve the title. These individuals come from all walks of life, 
but all share an idea that is particularly special, they embody our Jersey values and make our community such a special place to live, work, and raise a family, Ridgewood police officers Knudsen and Finch put their lives on the line every single day to make sure their community is safe, in July 2019, Jack and Kyle responded to a call about a vehicle on fire, when arriving at the scene, they noticed an occupant trapped in the vehicle, without hesitation or question, Jack and Kyle reacted and saved the person trapped inside before anyone was injured, officers Knudsen and Finch were honored at the Bergen County 200 Club Valor Awards and received the Meritorious Service Award, which recognizes a high level of courage under perilous conditions and being instrumental in saving a life above and beyond the call of duty, Susan Triforos, has served as the Glen Rock Borough Historian since 2009, and is a key member of the Glen Rock Historical and Preservation Society and is a main force behind the History Museum, Sue also was instrumental supporting Glen Rock's 125th anniversary celebration, she has given the community countless hours in an effort to preserve the history of the town and to educate others about Glen Rock history from the Lenape tribe's hunting grounds, to the rock in the middle of town, to those who answered the call of duty during World Wars I and II and other conflicts, Sue is retiring this year and her dedication to preserving local history will continue to live on. From Minneapolis, Channel 5 reports, what turned into an officer-involved shooting began as a domestic incident in North Minneapolis, the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension is working on determining which of the shots fired killed the man who has not yet been identified, according to the Minneapolis police, a shot was fired in a domestic incident in the area of 3100 Thomas Avenue North, officers responded to the scene and were met by people who had been inside the residence, the suspect remained inside, officers made contact with the man who agreed to come outside, when the man came out, he was holding a gun and fired at officers, multiple officers fired back, hitting the suspect, those officers are on administrative leave, which is standard policy when use of force occurs. The suspect was taken to North Memorial Hospital, where he later died. No one inside the home was hurt during the incident. This is an extremely difficult situation for an officer, said John Elder, public information officer for the Minneapolis Police Department. These officers, at one moment their lives are being threatened and the next moment they're trying to save the person's life who just threatened theirs. Minneapolis police confirmed that officers were wearing body cameras at the time of the shooting and they were recording. The department has dealt with numerous violent and deadly domestic incidents. These can be the most difficult calls, Elder said. During the holidays, there's a lot of together time. This is a time when we see an increase in domestic calls. We're saddened by it. A neighbor reflected on this domestic disturbance which had a deadly ending. It's just the response to difficult situations is violence and I just wish there was a different answer to that, La Toya Peterson said, Dashay Williams lives one street east of Thomas Avenue North, when he found out police were investigating a shooting in his neighborhood, he rushed home to make sure his child was safe, I'm praying basically there is nothing going on with my family, Williams said as he was walking to his family's home, a source said police had recently responded to the home for a welfare check, Someone was reportedly suicidal, it's not known who that person was, the incident remains under investigation. This news brought to you by the National Police Association, to learn more about how you can help law enforcement accomplish its goals visit nationalpolice.org.